This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Welcome to I Work For Him. This afternoon, as you're listening to us all across America on our podcast, on our broadcast, on our web streaming, just know that as you listen to the show today, whether you listen to it on the day we broadcast it or in the future, just know we prayed for you, that something we say today will cause you to dig deeper into your faith, into the story that we're going to hear today that will be an encouragement to you as you walk in your faith. But Martha, we have people listening to us all over the country, but specifically on a couple of radio stations. Why don't we give a shout out to them? That's right. So we um, love the people in um, Hampton Roads that were new to that area. So we're very thankful that they're listening and tuning in. And they are hearing us on the Lighthouse AM 1010 and FM 100.1. And then, Jim, all over the First Coast, there are several stations um, out of Jacksonville and St. Augustine and Folkestone, Georgia. So we are very thankful for you guys tuning in and connecting with us. We have had so many people recently um, connect with us through our website at iworkforhim.com on our contact page. And maybe even in that moment when they go to our website, the pop-up of the I work for him. Nation flag has got their attention and we've had several people across the country that have joined that recently. So check that out online. I work for him.com. And also a big shout out to our Tampa Bay audience on AM 570, 910 and FM 102.1. You know, investing in others is a gift. That's right. It's a gift. It's better to serve than to be served. It's better to invest your life in others rather than focus solely on yourself. What if you could live your life serving others every day? Do you have to be a pulpit pastor in order to do that? No. You can be a business owner or leader as well. As organizational leaders know, the people we serve and love on a daily basis desperately need our attention. Employees, bosses, customers, vendors, they're all people and they all need to know Jesus. I invite you to shift your paradigm and start looking at your workplace like a mission field. Todd Hopkins with Office Pride Commercial Office Cleaning, he does that and you can too. Todd is here today to share another story of one of his franchisees way out in South Dakota. <laughs> but before we go out to South Dakota, let's hear from Todd Hopkins. Todd Hopkins, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thanks, Jim. It's great to be back. You know, let's just uh, just say from both Martha and I, we are so grateful for the partnership, This, uh, this just your helping and keeping us on air. But it's more than that. It's a kingdom partnership because you have done, I mean, we really are like-minded. You're, you're heading off in a direction. You've got a company that really wants to raise up kingdom leaders. Develop, you're develop, you've got a kingdom product that really makes a difference in people's lives each and every day. And you're discipling people every day. So we love the partnership, but we just wanted to say thanks. Hey, you're welcome. It's Well, and I appreciate the, a chance to be a part of I Work For Him. I mean, what a great thing you guys are doing, reaching people. And a lot of good things are happening from this radio show. And it's great to be a part. All right, it's a sixth of the year. Is our you were supposed to go a little longer? Right. I was just trying to sneak a in a drink. Water. All right, I'll try not to I'll, choke. I'll, next time I see you drinking a bottle of you water, talk I'll, a little I'll add longer. Sentence. Come on, you got some southerner. You get that southern Indiana. You could have talked for another sentence. Yeah. All right, a sixth of the year is already gone. What have you learned about the Lord in these first two months of 2019? Wow. Well, I. I tell you what, where God's really working on me right now is just to have an attitude of gratitude. <laughs> I'm watching you getting this drink of water. It's kind of threw me off a little bit. <laughs> but, <laughs> I needed to get it the first time. So, I know. I Halfway through. But but uh, actually, you know, so many people just kind of, and, and myself included, have a tendency to want to dwell on things and, 
And uh, I'm just learning that it's important. You know, the past is a great teacher for us. And God's saying, hey, I don't make mistakes. Uh, Your past exists for a reason, and that's to teach you to have a better future and to achieve the things that I want you to achieve. And so I'm really realizing that gratitude is really the fuel for forward momentum and progress. And so right now I'm, I'm just immersed in gratitude and trying to teach it to others. And that's kind of how God's working on me. How does that shape you on a daily basis? I mean, that, that's a that's a great perspective. We need to be uh, we need to be grateful. We need to have an attitude of gratitude because our there's always somebody worse off than us. Yeah, uh, always. Yeah. Well, you know, all kinds of things happen. So you could have a flight delay, but at least it's a direct flight. You're gonna. I mean, it's just over and over again. Everything that happens, there's always like you say, there's a lot worse things happening. And uh, we have a lot to be thankful for. And since you moved your national headquarters to Palm Harbor, Florida versus uh, Indianapolis, where, you know, the weather is colder. And so you've got every day you can be grateful for just the beautiful weather here in Florida. Absolutely. And I love it. You can really be productive here 12 months out of a year. You don't have to shovel snow. I don't know. I think the next month when about 14 billion people come visit Florida, the productivity is more of a struggle. As long as you stay home. If you stay home, (laughs) if you stay home, it's better. If you get on the car, it's it's tough. All right. But at that point, we could be behind somebody that's driving 25 miles an hour and we could just praise the Lord that we're not up in five feet of snow. Actually, what I do when I see those (laughs) license plates from other places around the country, I just make sure I say, thank you for spending your tax dollars here so we don't have to pay taxes. Amen. There you go. There's your attitude of gratitude. And I do say that. He does. And he then actually. I, then I say, I think, speed up. You see, the speed limit says 45 and you're doing 30 miles an hour. <laughs> I also say those things. Yeah. I was just going to say, you call an audible. You actually do it out loud. You're like, thank you. <laughs> thank you for paying our taxes. All right. Todd, you, we hardly ever talk about your kids. They're grown and gone to college, right? All your kids are grown up and gone to college? Yeah. Well, my youngest one is in college at Florida State. I just visited him. My wife and I just visited him this weekend. How has parenting adult children been different than parenting teen children, especially as a business owner, because you know, you're always trying to balance somewhat balance. There's no true work life balance, but it's different, isn't it? Well, it's been a blessing. I'd say it's better in that it's, it's, it's fun. I mean, to be able to communicate to them as adults and they're living life. My oldest son works for me. My middle son is a business owner. And then my youngest one is still at college. So, uh, I, I miss the, uh, you know, when they were home as teenagers and I could talk about business and how I would make decisions or maybe something God was putting on my heart. So I missed those opportunities to pour into them a little bit. But being empty nester is a lot of fun, too. And it's it's uh, so it's been good. So should we call Mrs. Hopkins and ask her how she thinks about what she thinks of uh, empty nesting? Sure. Yeah, she likes it. You know, it is it is an interesting phase. And I think a lot of people are not prepared for it. But um but it, it can be very fulfilling because you just get into a different role with your adult children. Um, I was just texting with a mom this morning about that same conversation because it's a time of transition. But um, I'd love to talk just for a minute. You know, we have people listening who probably have contemplated having um, a child work in the business and you have one in that position. Um, talk about that for a minute. What is his role? Well, my, my oldest son, James, he's our finance guy. So he's okay. in charge of the uh, finances. And we really needed him uh, right out of college. Uh, we were waiting for him to uh, get back and, and to help us in the business. He has a really good skill set in that area. Mm-hmm. And, and we needed that specific position filled. My other two, uh, we and, and you hear most of the time people say they really want their kids to go work somewhere else. 
for four or five years. And uh, so we're, we're taking that approach with the other two. Now, my youngest son, he, he's the youngest franchisee for, in the Play It Again sports system, which is based out of your hometown. Yeah, based out of Minneapolis. Minneapolis. So he's our youngest franchisee, and he's doing great. He's, he's learning a lot, and, and he's learning about different type of business, and that's just going to make him better, and, and he's really enjoying it. And, and I'm getting to coach him now. Martha, Where's his franchise at? It's here in uh, Palm Harbor, Florida. Okay. too, Palm Harbor and Tampa. Okay. So uh, in Carrollwood. So he owns both of those stores, just bought those in the last two years. He, he bought the first one a month before he graduated from college, USF. Wow. So, um, but he's doing well. He's, he's learning how to be a business owner, and I'm getting to coach him. So uh, talking about the difference between coaching him as an adult in business and then as a baseball player uh, growing up, I'm, of course, I'm better coach now because I'm not trying to win a championship. I'm just trying to grow a son, and I'm enjoying that. And then my youngest one's still in college. Um, he's, we told him he really, you know, be best for him to go out and work for someone else for four or five years and just, <laughs> and learn what it's like to have a different type of boss. Right. And cause you learn something every place you ever work, good or bad, it grows you. Todd, you got some franchise opportunities available in the, I work for him listener area all over the country, but specifically you've got some in the Tampa Bay area, some in the Jacksonville, St. Augustine area, some in the Norfolk, Chesapeake, Virginia beach area. What, what do you got out there and available? Well, we're uh, we're available in all those areas. Uh, you know, Virginia Beach is a very strong area for us, so we have an immediate availability uh, there. We have customers, actually, uh, you know, great customer base that already exists and grows in Virginia Beach as well as Tampa. Uh, we started up recently in Jacksonville. We have another unit available in Jacksonville and in St. Augustine. So really, any of the markets that we have listeners here on this show, we'll have a franchise available. That'd be fantastic. Give Check it out online, officepridefranchise.com. You know, one of the reasons, Todd Hopkins is a huge supporter of I Work For Him. And what I love about what they do as, as a franchising company is they don't just sell you a franchise. They equip you to be a minister within that franchise, not only to be successful running a business, but to understand your role as a pastor within the organization as a leader. If you have ever thought about becoming your own business owner, Office Pride Franchise is something you should check out. Check it out online, officepridefranchise.com. You know, Rapid City, South Dakota. Not sure we've ever done a show featuring a story from South Dakota. Pretty sure we have not. (laughs) Here are just a few fun facts about Rapid City. It's a city prone to huge temperature swings. It's close to Montana, Wyoming, and Nebraska. The Black Hills are around the corner from the city. Over 74,000 people live in Rapid City, South Dakota. Why? (laughs) I wonder that myself. It's beautiful, it's rugged, it's dangerous, and it's historical. But why the focus on Rapid City? Well, Office Pride franchise, of course. Todd Hopkins and his team of professionals who who love Jesus are expanding across the country to cities all over the United States. Who are they looking for? People like you and me who want to run their own business and serve others full-time. People like you and me who want to help others flourish through serving as well. Today, you're going to hear the story of Dre and Carrie Truitt and how God led them to Office Pride and where they're at with that three years, almost four years later. Dre and Carrie Truitt, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now, no fighting over the microphone there. As the other, as we're going to take oh. your speaker, we'll take away your speakerphone. All right. Carrie, I got to do it, Jim. I got to right. do it. All right. So what we do every time on the, the for a first time guest on the show, we always ask this question. So, guys, we would love to hear how you each became uh, followers of Jesus Christ. So, Carrie, why don't you start first? Well, I grew up in the church, so it was always um, part of my everyday life. But as an uh, as a young adult, 
I realized that um, it was more just the church going as I was growing up. Um, it really wasn't the relationship. Um, and so as I, you know, became a mom and, and life was changing, I realized I needed a deeper relationship with Christ. And um, so that that really became um, my my turning point, I should say, um, in my life with him. He was always there with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really developed that deeper longing for understanding what a relationship was as a young adult. That's excellent. And uh, Dre, what about you? Well, coming from a, a single mom, um, it was always a part of my life as well. But I had a great, great uncle that uh, that really invested a lot of time in me. And um, I remember that he started off tricking me into going to church by taking me to the candy store after we were done with church. Um, by the time I turned 11, um, I started to ask questions. And he took me up under his wing and, and just told me about God's love and and all that he did for me and, and all the things that he would do for me in the future if I stayed close to him. So I'd say that basically it's always been a part of my life, but I got away from just wanting um, the candy at about age 11, and I actually started taking the time to read more, trying to learn exactly what it was that God wanted for my life. So at what point in time, Dre and Carrie, did you guys see, realize that God cared as much about what you were doing on Monday as what you did on your Sunday morning? Dre. Um, okay, Carrie. Okay, Dre, you go ahead. No, no, wait. No, no, no fighting. Wait. Carrie, go ahead. You started. <laughs> um, you know, it's one of those you don't really ever think about that. You know, it's a good question because I think so often we get so stuck up or stuck on the fact that Sunday morning, God is present. We're there. I feel the spirit, but we need to bring that. I don't feel that it's so much that I realize God is there. I think it's I realize that. I needed to realize that each morning God is there just like he is. And I need to be in a sense of worship each and every day. Um, So not just on Sunday mornings, but starting my Monday morning that he's meeting me there as long as I'm meeting him. And um, he cares about um, every day as much as that morning that you're in worship. So just walking in a sense of worship each day is kind of where I look at that. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. Because I think, you know, a lot of people, we just want to know does God care about our every day? And so he definitely does. So Dre, tell us about your path into becoming an office pride franchise owner. How did God direct you in that way? Oh, wow. Um, you know, it's, it's just funny. We, you know, Carrie and I, we really, we wanted something that was faith-based. We wanted something that we could show our love for God. And, um, we got tired of, you know, not being able to be involved with our families, our family as much. And, you know, it's just, it's a hard one. That, that, that really is a hard question. We, we knew that we wanted, again, to have a, a closeness with our family, be tight-knit. We also knew that basically from a faith-based stand, standpoint that we wanted to um, be able to show people and invest in people out and, and just show them our love for the Lord. It was a time of change in our life. and. Um... Office Pride came in at the at the exact right time. Beautiful time. So you were actively looking for opportunities, or just tell us how how what happened there. No, we actually were not. It this was a God thing for sure. We were at a transition in our lives. Um, a lot of things had happened. Um, like what? And, what kind of things well, happened? I mean, tell us the transition thing. Let's okay. let's be real oh, well, here. Okay. 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 Well, we hit. Um, 
<laughs> we had quite a few obstacles. My father had been diagnosed with brain cancer, and I had ran an in-home daycare for, it was about nine years at that time, and um, that was a big part of our, our income, you know, mm-hmm. um, and my husband had run sales and, and been a manager. Well, during that time, it became the provider of my dad, um, my sister and I, and we were, we were caring for him around the clock. And so my husband had to step in and help run the daycare. Um, and so he had to make a change in his career mm-hmm. and be home with our children as I was making a lot of trips with my father and um, caring for him and, and my other siblings. And so um, that was a hard time because we financially um, had to make huge changes and rely on God. But our faith grew and we knew God had a plan. And my father did not um, make it through his battle. And so he had passed away about eight months into um, his di- from his diagnosis. And um, we were now at a crossroads of where do we go with our careers? Um, you know, we still have the daycare, but my husband now is looking at, you know, where am I going? And so God said, nope, be still. And I didn't said, want to hear that, Jim. I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> really? Most guys, most guys love to be quiet and just be still, Dre. I mean, you, you, yeah, sound right. like a, you sound like a complete anomaly. I mean, most guys would just like, okay, God, if you want me to wait. You know, Abraham yeah. did such a really good job of waiting for God. Uh, let's see, Joseph did. Okay, no, guys really struggle with this waiting thing. David struggled. Pretty much all the patriarchs. Moses wasn't real happy. He struck the rock instead of spoke to the Okay, guys have an issue with waiting. What kind of issue did you have with waiting? And by the way, you guys missed one fact. You're running a daycare but you got your own daycare at home without the neighborhood kids <laughs> i mean you you fill a school bus on your own okay i mean you have how, oh, many, wow. how many children on your own do you have we have five you have five kids and yep. you're running a daycare to me running in the house with five kids is a lot already how many kids were in this daycare 12 in addition to your five correct well we had older children so they didn't count in our numbers He's not trying to check your license. South Dakota's on the line wondering about the licensing. No, I'm I'm just like, who's he had 17 children? Yeah, that's not Our younger ones counted. So, yes, our younger ones were counted. So, your kids just called. They said, wait, mom and dad, we thought we counted, but now you're saying we didn't really matter. (laughs) And in the midst of all that, Dre's having a hard time finding quiet anyway, so he can rest in the moment, right? kids. Wow. Oh. I'm thinking I would have bought a van and moved down by the river at that point in time. <laughs> this is where the Southern say, bless your heart. Bless your heart. That's right. Okay. All right. So you cool. guys are, you guys are, sorry, we'll get back to your story now. So you're, okay. you, you, Drake, you needed some quiet time to figure out what the Lord wanted you to do. I mean, you're literally taking care of 17 children while your wife's taking care of her father. What in the world? I mean, how did you hear God's voice to say, check out Office Pride online? <laughs> go ahead, Carrie. I'm going to go ahead and let you just answer that. Question. No, the question okay. was to you. Weren't you there? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a joy thing. He was, was in a lot of prayer, and he was he was definitely having to pray a lot because he he didn't let me want give you, to sit still. Jim, let me give you let me give you my perspective. I did not want to be still still at all. Okay, um, and let me just say for the record that uh, a business rep position was was waiting for me back at AT AT&T. One of the things that we had discussed at one point was was that I was gone a whole, whole lot. And I was never involved with family. And we had just gotten custody of our niece during this time as well. On top of that. So there was a lot of transitions happening in our lives. Wow. So 
I can first tell you, too, that being a daycare provider was not something that I really wanted on my resume, even though I love kids and I still love kids. So it was was a struggle. It was really a struggle. But But you weren't down for that struggle? Is that what you're saying? It was a struggle, but you weren't down for that struggle? You gotta believe it. Because you're a music artist too. I mean, all the you got this budding music career as well. Or is it Carrie? Which one well, of you's got the music career? That'd be me. Okay. We've got Dre. Well, I'm you know what? I'm not even gonna tell you about them yet. Todd Hopkins, you know, you have a lot of fun. I mean, how many franchisees do you have across the country now? We have 134. In how many cities? About. Cities? Uh see, we're in twenty-four states. I would say probably seventy-five to eighty cities. Wow. So that's a lot of people. I mean, do you have any, have any idea how many do all of your franchisees, how many they, the total employees, like for all of your franchise, 135 uh, franchisees, how many total employees? Do you have any yeah, idea? I think there's t- there's total about 4,500 to 5,000 people that, that receive a paycheck from one of our Office Pride franchisees. So how cool is that to know that the what the Lord laid on your heart 25 plus years ago is now providing for 5,000 families. Oh, it's awesome. I mean, it's 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 a beautiful thing. And then to see the customers that are impacted, and it's fun to see how God works. I'm enjoying it. It's fun. It is. <laughs> but, but I mean, is that, I mean, to me, that's, that'd be humbling. Like, wow, Lord, you're, and you gave me this idea, and it's now providing for all of these families. I mean, that's a cool thing to be a part of. It is. It is. It's a blessing. And then to see the franchise owners out there who, really are making it happen. The employees work for the franchisees. With franchisees, they have dreams that are being achieved. So so really, our focus at the corporate office is to help the franchisees be successful. And then their focus is taking care of their employees and their customers. And they do a great job of that. And you're teaching them to love their employees and to, and to invest in those employees, too. Yeah, I mean, it's it, labor's tight out there right now. That's that's a big issue for all industries and, and certainly one of the advantages any business owner can have is just take good care of the employees that they have. The way to take care of your customers is to take care of the employees. If if you respect and love on your employees, they'll respect and love on the customers. And the issue with labor being tight is that in order for a franchise owner to make profit, he can't afford to keep paying increased wages to attract the right people. Otherwise, he's got to raise his prices. So it's always one of those battles. I mean, it's the supply and demand thing, and it, it, it impacts pricing when you have a, a tight labor market. Yeah, it does. But most of the people who work for our franchisees, they work part time in the evening. So it's like a second job for them. Mm. So they're making their living typically during their day job. And then they work part time for our franchisees in the evening. So it's it's not all about the money. I mean, they really kind of want to no headaches, part time job and they want to work for somebody that they like. So the wages is important. But at the end of the day, you know, they want to be appreciated and they want to they want to be proud of the company they're working for. All right, so why don't you take us back out to Rapid City, South Dakota, introduce our audience to the couple we're talking to today, one of your franchisees. Absolutely. We have a wonderful franchise uh, couple out there, Rapid City, um, Rapid City, South Dakota, and I like to think of that's like near Mount Rushmore. Oh, it is. So, it's right around the corner so from Rob, Mount Rushmore. Michelle and I were just talking this weekend. All the places we want to go in the U.S. that we haven't been yet, Mount Rushmore is on the list. And I said, well, I know a a couple out there that'll take us out for dinner. <laughs> so we, so uh, uh, Andre and Carrie Truitt uh, out there in Rapid City, they are uh, some shining stars for us. They're doing a fantastic job. In fact, they're the uh, directors of first impression for Rapid City because if you fly into that airport, you're going to see one of their customers. And right there, they clean the airport and a lot of other buildings. So we're really, really proud of them. And guys, it's good to have you on the radio show today. Thank, Thank you. you. 
All right, so let's let's talk about this story. I mean, how did you make this? See, you've got a daycare where you're watching twelve kids. Carrie, you're taking care of your dad. Your dad passes away. You're uh, Dre. You've been running the the daycare. Your own five kids plus the twelve in the daycare. You're a music professional. And you're like, what in the world are we supposed to do? And God's telling you to be quiet, and you won't be quiet. And so Carrie's. I mean, how did you guys find out about Office Pride? How did God lead you there? Well, um, I started cleaning some homes and um, on the side as well, and that branched into a few businesses, and we immediately saw within that year uh, the need for a good commercial cleaning business. And so um, we thought, oh my goodness, we did not ever see ourselves being in a cleaning business. Not either. Uh, But um, as we really started looking, um, we we went to prayer, and we we thought, what do we do with this? And we had a family member that kind of encouraged franchising. Yes. And so we started the look and we stumbled upon office pride after months of, of lots of prayer. And it was definitely um, the right fit for what we wanted for our future. Totally. Totally. That's what you've got to add, Dre. That's it. Uh, totally. that's what I, I, my, my wife said it well. Well, he lived the same life, so he knew that that was what happened. Okay. Amen. Amen. You said it, Margaret. All right. So let's, let's, I mean, let me just, so, but you're also, Dre, you're a music guy. Yes. What what kind of, what's your music platform? I mean, what what kind of music uh, do you present? Well, at one point I was doing secular music and I was sponsored by Little John. I don't know if you, uh, if you've ever heard of him. Um, And then. Uh, we also had a couple of independent um, companies that basically sponsored us as well. Um, I now work on Christian hip-hop music on the side as a hobby. Hip-hop. Okay. All right. Perfect. So do you got a song that you're going to sing for us today? Or, I mean, I know hip-hop. Yeah, I mean, it could be speaking with me. I mean, you got you to gotta perform. perform. Jim, you put me on the spot. Not like me today. Okay. Not, not like me You haven't done a hip-hop song about Office Pride yet? <laughs> Yeah, we got to do that. We got to do that. That would be great. And we can premiere it here right on I Work (laughs) That's right. We will be your world premiere right here on I Work Friend. We got listeners. (laughs) I love that. Off the record. Off the record. I'm writing the lyrics right now. (laughs) Yeah, Todd is writing the lyrics. Wow. Uh, And it'll go in your next book. I'm not quite sure a guy from Indiana should write the lyrics for a hip hop song. But, you know. (laughs) You know. But you're in Rapid City, South Dakota. So I'm guessing. Did you grow up there? Dre, I mean, how did you. I'm mean, like guessing hip hop and Rapid City doesn't seem to ring a bell. It, it, <laughs> Jim, actually, um, I'm originally from from Georgia, and um, I actually came to South Dakota on a football scholarship. Way to go! Excellent. Did you know what you're getting into, though? I mean, you know what they say. I mean, you went from being a Georgia boy to South Dakota in the wintertime. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it is hard. I grew up in Minnesota, which is why I keep making fun about it. Cause... So so let's continue this story in this whole idea that you guys saw that there was a need. And then you, yeah. you in your quote, said you stumbled upon Office Pride's website. Well, we don't believe that. We believe that that was ordained for that to happen. But what was it that you saw at Office Pride that really made, that caught your attention and drew you in? The first thing that I'm going to tell you um, is Todd. Um, I, you know, I've done sales for several many, several years, okay? And I've never, ever been in a situation where the owner of a franchise actually took the time to call to see if we were the proper fit for his, uh, for his franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 it spoke volumes to me as a, as a, as a salesperson and as a person, um, he played a, a major role in our decision. 
Well, and, and too, it was, it was, we had been so fervently praying um, over our future and our family and what, what God had in store. And, you know, I had looked up several other um, franchise opportunities um, and other commercial cleaning ones. And um, it was, none of them were fitting the bill <laughs> and none of them spoke to us at all. And honestly, Office Pride just one day was there. Um, and everything on that site, I was like, oh my goodness, I got so excited. I was like, Andre, you got to look at this site. Look at this, uh, this other um, franchise. They're, they're, they're faith-based. They're everything that we want. They have the values, the core values that we are talking about. And we got really excited and we thought, is it too good to be true? Like, we were there. We were both questioning. And so we prayed. And, when, and then, like Andre said, we, we started the process of speaking with Office Pride and then with Todd and, and, um, that was it for us. We were sold. We knew this is where God wanted us. And Jim and Margaret, I got to tell you, and, and, and on the phone, and Martha, um, they wanted to, uh, they, he wanted to pray. Um, you, I mean, it was the icing on the cake to just a great experience when, when we had an opportunity to speak with him. Uh, so, so let's talk about then. So you saw their core values. You saw that there was, you know, faith was at the center of so much of what Office Pride does and the training is all there. Um, what, how, for our listeners' sake, what was that like then to take that step and say, you know what, this is who we want to identify with. This is who we want to um, become in our own business. What did that look like for you guys? You know, it, 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 it wasn't scary at all. Um, you know, he, Todd and that whole organization had a way of making you feel at home. I don't mm. know if that resonates with a lot of people out there, but um, just he, he made us feel at home. So when we decided to make the decision, it was an easy one for us. So how, how big was prayer between the two of you guys as you guys are looking at this? Because you're making a life decision here. You got five kids. You're taking care of 12 kids. Was the niece that you were taking care of, was, did that add to the five kids or was she one of the five? You said you were taking on a niece as well during that process. Yep, we did. She's included in our five. Okay, she's yeah. part of the five. Okay, she wasn't turning it into six. Okay, I'm just like, no. I was losing my hair Jim's over this whole thing. just trying deal. to keep track. I'm like, wow, it's just <laughs> a lot of kids. <laughs> It is, and, and she's only two months older than our, our youngest. So we pretty much have had twins since we've uh, had her. So uh, <laughs> it was quite a transition in our lives. So how was prayer How was prayer a key to you guys making this decision between the two of you together as you came to pray together? Oh, it was everything. We could not have made it through without the prayer and God's provision. We were at such a point in our lives having added an, an additional child um, who has special needs. And um, so there was a lot going on, but God was, was faithful um, and he guided us. And, you know, through that prayer with each other um, and fasting, um, we had a lot of time to grow as a couple as well. And um, we're still growing and we're still growing Mm. and we're still learning. Um, But, you know, it's, it's amazing when you really seek God's provision for your life, how those decisions become easier, um, how you are given a peace. And yes, there's, it's scary. We're going, what are we doing? You know, our flesh is so strong. There was lots of times we had to encourage one another. Um, but that's where the beauty came in of being a couple um, who are believers and praying with one another. Um, we were able to pick each other up, um, you know, during each other's different times. So of doubt or fear when the flesh, you know, gets so strong. How many employees do you guys have now? 
38. 38 employees. So how is running this Office Pride franchise uh, compared to running a daycare? I, I bet there's some similarities. <laughs> well, <laughs> it is very similar. You know, you look at, you know, when I had all those children, it was an investment um, into their lives. And, and to this day, I have the families in contact um, with us. And so, you know, we look at that as our employees as well, managing them. Um, sometimes I feel like, you know, it can be just as challenging, but we're investing in their lives. Um, and however that looks um, is in the eyes of the beholder, you I, know. I totally agree with that. I, You know, we, you know, some people are going to stay and some people are going to go. Um, but I think Todd said it once at a retreat. Well, um, you want them to remember the experience they had when they were here, even if they leave on a sour note. That we always want to be who we are, which is God's people. And That's we right. want to portray that to every employee that's. That, that comes through our door. Talking about office pride and, and how, Todd, you go through, you get a lot of people that call you about franchises, but not everybody that calls you ends up being a franchisee, right? Right. I mean, what kind of things are you looking for? I mean, when you try to see if they're a good fit, what are some of the things that make people not a good fit? Oh, what makes them not a good fit? Yeah. I would say, uh, that's a good question. Let's see, I can think about all the fit questions, but when well, they, when they, uh, they're not a good fit if they're wanting something for nothing, if, if they want to be successful without putting in the uh, strategy and the work that goes into it, if they don't want to follow systems. So if they start questioning, challenging the things that we begin to share, they're probably not going to be a good fit for us because franchising by nature is a proven system. So we're looking for people with a can-do attitude that want to build a business and is willing to actually follow the systems that we have in place because we know our systems work. So if if they really began to question a lot of that on the front end, then, then they probably just want to go for it themselves as an independent and make the best of it. But and we're looking to come for back to you five years problem. later and go, I guess we should have started with office pride. Well, a lot of times people do that. In right. fact, uh, Dre and um, uh, Carrie on the phone started their own cleaning service first and then found office pride to add structure and a brand name to it. So they, they actually be a good couple that could tell you about that experience. Well, okay. So Dre and Carrie Truitt out of Rapid City, South Dakota. I, I, I Let's talk about that. You had started your own business and then you realized that maybe franchising was something you, you should be pursuing to, to buy a franchise. It, what was that conversation like? Why did you think, wow, why did you need the help of a franchise? Why couldn't you just figure it out on your own? That's a good question. Um, we realized that the need was great, um, but we had no clue. <laughs> we were just doing, you know, what we know best. I've always been one who, who likes cleaning, uh, but not to that level where I thought I was going to be running a business. Um, could your mother but, verify that last statement? What was that? Could your mother verify that statement that you've always liked cleaning? <laughs> could yes, I was the one. You could even ask. Yes, I was the one who was always... Everything was just so. Okay, just checking. <laughs> I just checking because that's no. I'm just checking. That's all. Yeah, that, that's is, always been me. Okay, but, all right. Um, no, it was. We we were both going. Yeah. How in the world do we grow from here? Oh my goodness, how are we going to do this? We don't know. You know the ins and outs of of the operations and equipment and like being specialized in floors and. You know, we thought if we really are going to do this, we've always been the type of people we're going to do it right. You would write or not at all. And so um, that was where the conversation started was, well, let's let's look, let's see what options. And then, like I said earlier, we did have a family member that's in a, you know, in a different franchise and had suggested that for us. And so um, that kind of got the ball rolling. 
Todd, you mentioned something off the air that a question you want to ask Dre and uh, about their 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 balance that they were struggling with. Oh yeah, I was. I just we, you guys were talking about your uh, lack of life balance with all the different things that were going on and and life was just pulling you in a thousand different directions and and now you know I'm I'm watching you guys grow a business that's substantially bigger. In the business you had before, but also it seems like your life balance is getting better as you grow. I was wondering if you guys could speak to that a little bit and if that's what you're experiencing. You know, the beauty of being a business owner um, is you can prioritize those times, you know, and I think too, with Andre and I doing it together, um, we're able to balance that out um, on who's doing what. So that way I can be there for everything. Um, that the children need, you know, because that was our biggest focus going into um, running a business together was we have to be able to prioritize um, and have God first, then our, you know, and, and have our children, our relationship, and then the business. So, and it was um, a huge benefit. It was. And yes, there's always challenges to anything in any job, um, but we have found that we can balance that. And we work well together. That's good. And, and and having God first and then your marriage relationship and then your kids and then your work, if you can keep it in that order, make sure the kids don't think that they're as important as your marriage. That's really, really, really helpful. I mean, that's so true. Do you have any of your kids working with you yet? Are they old enough yet? Off we've, and on. We've had um, our two oldest now are gone at college, so um, they're no longer here. But they did work with us, um, you know, through school, some part-time work here and there. And then our middle daughter likes to come in and help stock supplies. So, <laughs> and then we usually have our two youngest shredding paper when we need them to. <laughs> whether whether you need them to or not, right? No, You're right. Busy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you there's another business you could start. Buy them, buy them each their own shredder and just see how much they can shred. I mean, that's an amazing. Now gift. you're talking. Now you're talking. That's right. All right. Okay. So, Office Pride. You know, you 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 guys used to run a daycare. Uh, Dre, you're a hip hop artist. How did I mean? Did you ever draw the correlation between music and the business, running the business, Dre? Well, I'm glad you asked that question, Jim. And and yes, there's a lot of similarities to it. Um, first of all, there's the relationship part, but then there's also the hard work that comes behind from both ends, um, business as well as the hip hop situation. Um, you have to have trust, and then just the uh, you know the respect overall. And then just a solid reputation for what you do. You forgot about the rhythm. There's a rhythm to cleaning and there's a rhythm to hip hop, isn't there? Well, you got to have that too, Jim. That's right. (laughs) And and as a man who was born with zero rhythm, I can appreciate a good rhythm. So, okay. All right. So let's talk about you've got 38 employees. You've got five of your own children. You mentioned one of them was special needs. Uh, That's a lot. Okay. And, And it's a lot, a lot. What is the biggest, what's been the biggest obstacle you've had to overcome in growing this office pride franchise how have you seen the lord work in that biggest obstacle well i i think personally and carrie would agree it's just finding uh, the people to put in leadership uh, roles that you know for the most part that that see and follow the vision um that you want to that you want to put forth you know what i mean um it, it's just that i guess from a just from a standpoint we believe in god we want everyone to know that God is first in our lives and then in our business and just finding people to put in that leadership role that has the same idea that we have and wants and want to see that through. 
Mm. Those are some good good thoughts there. So so tell us how you are getting encouragement locally there. Are you guys involved in any organizations that are helping you to live out your faith in your work? Or are you um, having to get most of that through the Office Pride relationship? You know, that's a combination. Um, I can speak for myself. A lot of that does. We're very tapped into the franchise um, with different um, vision groups and things that you get support of your fellow franchisees and not to mention the corporate support. So yes, we, that is a lot of the places we get encouragement, Mm. especially being involved in our job um, and our day in and day out. Um, It's nice to have uh, fellow franchisees to be able to bounce ideas off of and, and get their encouragement and they may have been there, but we're also uh, involved in our local missions. Um, My husband helps coach in the upward basketball program and then we also volunteer as youth um, teachers in our church. So we, you know, we're tapped into our church and our community, but having a large family as well limits us from doing too many other outside things at this point in our life. That takes away um, from our family. Yep, right. so, sure. Yeah. And I was just wondering if you, if there were any, you know, Christian business roundtable discussion groups in your area or other places where you can meet other Christ followers running businesses to be an encouragement to each other. Do you ever run into others in your city? We do have some yeah. um, at our church as okay. well uh, that yeah. we're very connected with. So, right. um, yes, we do have those. All right. Last question, really quick. How do you prepare yourself on a daily basis to run this franchise? Dre, you first. How are you preparing yourself well, spiritually for this? Well, first of all, I get up out of the bed even on days when I'm tired, and I say five, four, three, two, one, jump up and say, yeah. And when I do that, I'm awake. Second of all, <laughs> sorry. And then Carrie goes, what, 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 what? She's probably gotten used to it by now. <laughs> we didn't teach that in franchise training. And, then, and seriously, seriously, though, but second, which is definitely first, um, I always pray and I ask the Lord to help me be the vessel for where, what he wants me to be for today. And not only for today, but every day. Mm, very cool. Carrie, what about you? Um. Well, Dre and I started also, well, we both have our own prayer times, but I thank God for the day. Um, I thank him even for the challenges that are coming, um, because without those, we can't grow. And, um, and so we, we definitely seek that provision. I, I pray, I seek God's word, um, some morning devotions, but, um, Andre and I also, um, try, um, to be able to meet and have our devotions together and, not just for our marriage, but for our business. Well, you know, and also, too, one of the things that, that I implemented that we're working on and we're getting better at is Sunday evening. We use that as a time for family. And then right after dinner, we all sit at the table and we pray for people, ourselves, the family, and any other issues that are coming up. That's phenomenal. The power of the dinner table. Dre and Carrie Truitt, thank you so much for calling in from Rapid City, South Dakota. Thanks for drawing attention to how the Lord is working in your lives, guys. Great job thank today. You guys. All right. Todd Hopkins, it's fun. Put on a plug. I know Brandon, St. Petersburg, St. Augustine, Jacksonville, uh, Virginia Beach. You're looking for some people. Absolutely. So we're always looking for franchisees, and especially right here in the Tampa Bay area. Sometimes we don't say that enough, but we got got franchises available here and a lot of opportunity. OfficePrideFranchise.com. OfficePrideFranchise.com. Thank you, Todd. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.